1: Hello! I still hate that. And welcome to the Smackdown preview with myself and Michael Sidgwick. A very special Daddlin' Smackdown preview this Friday because it's a very special Smackdown, Sidge. I'm going to do away with the intro because I'm simply too excited to get to Smackdown and can't do Will Bourne's bit. I can do it. Well, I can do one of his bits because tonight's Smackdown, Sidge is going to be Cinema. Enough for that. We're on video, man. Uh, it's all about the quote, stars. Quote www.com. The tribal chiefs. I mean, that's that's poor. That's poor. Two man Samoan power trip are making their return. Last time we saw them was leaving together, they were leaving Las Vegas, and now they're coming in to Salt Lake City. Uh, what's the name of the arena? I don't know. Let me find that out when you talk about the two biggest stars in the game coming together.
2: We'll talk about the two biggest stars in the game coming together. Um, Didn't Dwayne The Rock Johnson, which is uh, kind of a synonym for Dwayne The Rock, yeah, (laughs) which it is. Didn't he was like, he tweeted something like, game gets changed tonight or whatever, hashtag killers in the jungle. Yeah. Can you imagine if that was their... I'm sorry <laughs> Can you imagine If that was their fucking name <laughs> that's, oh, that's
1: That's class Killers in the jungle
2: Killers in the jungle I mean that's coding Seth
1: Absolutely finished and finished I mean it? Seth's like the, finished
2: To begin with yeah. He's the absolute Odd man out that No one wants to be around Or wrestle Realistically
1: And he might win Theoretically he could win right Like he, he's, he's He was there to be the pin eater On paper And then it's just well I oh, but he could be setting Seth up to get the victory Because he's got to defend The world title the next night I guess I, the I mean it could I get mean beat that, as part of the... There's an
2: attendant drama in there, yeah. and that no one can really eat the pin for this presumed tag match that's going ahead on night one. Killers in the Jungle. Imagine if that was just the name of their act. It's, at it's, the, a, it's awesome. It's a, the Rock rules. It's at so, the Delta Center, by
1: the way. The Delta? Delta. Anything in that? Anything vulgar in that? The
2: f- Fanny Melter Center.
1: <coughs> life, <laughs> life in the Fanny Melter Center in, Utah, in Salt Lake City. Isn't that like quite sort of... I don't know, like conservative. I don't, know, I don't, I don't know. know. Anyway, from live from the Fanny Melter Center, it's uh, the Tribal Chiefs. It is Roman Reigns and The Rock coming together for the first time. Paul Heyman effectively threatened Triple H with the their arrival based on. Can Triple H. We talk H- about this. Yeah, well, based on Triple H's little vanity piece that he insisted on starting SmackDown with, it was sort of like uh, I was uh, watching the thing back last night, and The Rock almost got over on me, and it's uh, it apparently two thousand because I'm not going to.
2: Uh, <laughs> Nicholas, sorry.
1: Sorry, Nicholas. it's Sorry me, I can't cut that. And here's so that's the thing, he's gonna, Nicholas is
2: going to have to help us.
1: Oh, no, and, uh, and here's the thing, yeah uh, I'm still made in charge around here. He's shoot not. That's what's so funny I about know, I know. He's shoot not. Yeah, what were your thoughts on how that whole Triple H bit played out, the stuff with Paul Heyman? So the Triple H thing... Happening here. Power he, struggle,
2: I guess. Power struggle. We'll talk about this, then we'll talk about what yeah. I expect Rock and Roman to say. Um, I, Triple H very much... He's more for, you know, off-the-field reasons, if you like, and, you know, as an on-screen whatever, I think he's more disposable than ever. We've talked yeah. at length about how we're in a new era now, wherein, because there are no... It's not like this family-run business, mm-hmm. um, this nepotism... I mean, nepotism exists in every single business, but it's not so much all in the family anymore, obviously, now that the only person who's if McMahon is by marriage yep. now, there'll be no loyalty from the absolute top top brass of uh TKO slash endeavour to Levesque if he stops getting the numbers. He is more disposable than anyone who's ever been at the helm of WWE creative ever has been. Closest to
1: the old WWE model, isn't it? Indeed, uh, eh? You could get a
2: showrunner. Yeah. You could get someone who had success doing something vaguely action-adventury with combat in it. Whoever did Arrow, I guess, for the longest. Someone in that ilk could feasibly come and replace Levesque if he doesn't get the numbers. So it was weird to see, A... It was sweet to see Paul Levesque, Triple H, Pepper H. Like assert his authority and be so sure of himself that he is in fact the guy in charge mm-hmm. when the reality, which this is meant to be tapping into to make it more realistic, is as far from the truth as it's ever been. Yeah. So I noted that with interest. Um and it's just I don't know how much I like the slant of it being another administrative power struggle how many years how many years have we endured that and it's a strange pivot as well because after experiencing that for years after it being the primary driver of the narrative for years and years and years and years and and Vicky Guerrero and Teddy Long and Bischoff and McMahon and Shane and Stephanie and Adam Lee and Foley and uh, Shane and Daniel O'Brien, and it was relentless. It was the only way they knew how to tell a story, and that story only worked once in 1998, Yeah, right? Now, under Triple H and Lovec in his defense, yes, Adam Pearce, like, sorts out the mid-card, but it's a bit more tunny adjacent except hmm. he's on camera more, and realistically, that has little to do with something like the rise of Cody Rhodes. I mean, yeah. I don't think he's interacted with Pearce once, has he? I think so. Like, I mean, he doesn't need to be. What's cool with this is that he is angry. Who? I thought you didn't know who it was. I'm not doing it for you today. Okay, you like thank it. you. I know you don't like it. Uh, it's just, I, I, might, I might think it's the best thing in the world, I'm just not involved.
1: And that was it. Um, it You're a bit better than you. I'm a, no, I'm just a caring guy. I, I lifted it from this one today. Thank you. Nick Aldis, within the fiction of WWE, is quite angry at the way that the bloodline of Run Roughshod. Yes. He's
2: answered. A major a big like, plot, hole. plot hole
1: as a character. And that's how you use authority figures, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it
2: is, it is, it is. But what I'm getting at really is that they don't they don't need to exist. Five no. years of AEW has proven that they don't need to be exist, certainly not as on screen actors. Right. And the point I was making as well is that the second they got away from that, mostly, at least in terms of the main event picture, like Cody can sort his own stuff out, you know, his matches get approved by like, whoever in the background. Like, you could tell great stories or, like, really, like, not great stories, in my opinion, incredibly effective, lucrative stories without that device. Like, the Cody's Cody's individual arc is a great story. Hmm. Some of the programs and the promos building up to those, like, with Seth and Brock, better in the ring, I guess, than the chapters. But still, like, they've got their biggest, most universally... Popular top star of the 21st century. He's not as much of a star as John Cena. I'm not suggesting that, but he's more universally popular. He doesn't divide the audience. And now we're back to via uh, Triple H. Ah, oh, guys, I'm in charge. And guess what? Down on my knees. So <laughs> down on my knees. A made out of plastic. I'm the boss. Don't go into business for yourself. Rock literally did that as a bit once. It's a two of the two easy big fella. Easy big fell. Uh, the the road. The Cody Rhodes thing. It's-
1: like when you map it from the first promo he cut when he came back on that Raw, talked about the Dusty Rhodes having the title ripped out of his hands and all that. It's all just quite, well, quite good, but really effective pro wrestling fiction. It's, I was going to say it's brought back. It's brought back to WWE because AEW brought it back. Ultimately, this idea that wrestlers, it should be as simple as wrestlers turn up to work with a tunnel visioned approach of winning whatever belt they're able to access through Diversions. They you are in, them off from that. Yeah, you were
2: on the drive. The pursuit the still drives everything,
1: though. Yeah, and then like Punk and MGF. Perfect example. Number one and one A in the rankings, and something's got to give. Somebody's got to lose, and when that person wins that for you then theoretically there is nobody else in their path to fight. Like CM Punk, indeed. Cody Rhodes has had these divers. There's no rankings or anything, but he's always had his eyes on the prize, and then every now and then somebody. Attacks him personally, or does something that is offensive to him, or whatever, and that's your diversion. And two royal rumbles and a constant like the messaging of finish the story has never gone away. The mixing in, even the mixing in with Jay Uso, was a little bit bloodline adjacent because he was showing no fear from Roman Reigns. And the m- one tiny face off was this fabulously acted like realization for Cody that this is still what hangs over all of this. And as you say, this sudden insertion of The Rock was the start of diverting that in a way, well, most unnatural, was a way like the WWE have leaned on authority figures and all that sort of stuff, and now Triple H gets in it and that gets a bit more muddled. Is it possible that tonight with the two of them, with Roman and Rock, whether or not Triple H is going to be in attendance, we don't know, like on camera, I mean. With the two of them coming together, do they bring those two things together where the Rock, like, has a bit of a dig at Triple H and says, look, I I returned as well, you know, to have a match with Roman Reigns. I guess what we're going to have to do, Paul, like Mr. Bossman, is I'm going to have to have a match with Roman Reigns by my side, and we'll uh, we'll follow your rules for right now, but only because we had our Simone Heritage offended back in Vegas, and that like you're folding the storyline reason for the Rock right now to allow this little diversion to occur. Is that how you kind of like bring it back into the fiction? I don't know if you, if they care that much. E- the egos are too big.
2: Well, it's not just that; it's just that they don't really care about plot holes as long as they do a lot of attention-grabbing diversions, yeah. which they've done an incredible job of. It doesn't have to make sense to them. When did it ever realistically...
1: Feels massive because of the people involved, doesn't it? Yes.
2: Yeah. I still maintain that they could have gone about it in a much better way, but what they've done is captured the imagination of people, undoubtedly. <laughs> um Before I quickly get to what I think Rock and Roman will specifically do, I want to talk about last week's SmackDown, which I did watch, and it just annoyed us so much, man. So you got uh, Lavec, he's, you know, he's down to his knee. He uh, might trip over it at some point. Um, you know, hopefully he doesn't. As big as his nose. Indeed, indeed. Um, so that he does that whole, I'm oh, still in charge, and you know, don't go into business for yourself. Um, what was the rock liner he used? Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, like, I don't it care. It doesn't like, matter. I know yeah, your role and all the rest of it. So it's 2000 again, it would seem. So you go, he's backstage and Bron Brake very meekly comes up to him. Like, God i still hate that like there's 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 levels to this like brom breaker on a tuesday on the dumbest show ever in front of 150 people comes off like a bigger star than he does on the flagship because he's like this sort of obsequious yeah, he wants advice from the great papa. They would really love bosses, don't they? The great papa. I already it's, hate It's it. their the
1: value system of like how they believe like all of the world should function and thus. You, in yeah. Their mind is a reflection of what they think
2: reality should be, you, whereas it should be an escape from You're them. already seeing. like It's not just the terrible like evil authority figure versus plucky baby face, which is just rendered completely ineffective by overexposure for years and years and years and years and years. And years. Sometimes it's as... Bad is just seeing a wrestler just be subservient yeah. to someone in a position of authority. The optics of it, even though like these really small levels are bad. I looked at Bromberg and he's like, oh, the great papa. I want some advice. I've got offers from Raw. I've got an offer from SmackDown. You know, I don't know which one to go. And um, please, sir, can you give some advice, great papa? <laughs> My uncle spoke so highly of you. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just I hate it. I hate it. I'm already seeing the very small scale problems with having this device at the forefront of programming, which I had to endure and have to. I did when I worked here, but I just binned it off and read more novels, quite frankly. Uh, but I, and another thing that I hate is, so Bron Breaker comes in backstage last week. He's talking the Big Papa, the Great Papa. Great Papa. <coughs> and um, Paul Heyman oozes into frame, right? Um, like that. Giving it his eyes, and you know he's sinister. And uh, good job, Paul. Get a new face. <laughs> and he basically says, "And get, get out, get out of the way, yo, to Brom Break. Uh, get out of the way, you little rank and file." Law, remember NXT? Like he's kind of his. He's maybe wants to do a bit of business with him, and he makes it onto the main roster because he was his one night representative on there. Uh- I don't even remember the law. that didn't for a week remember the law of the Royal Rumble pamphlet until uh-huh. I had to until I had to pivot. So I don't think they're going to give a, half a crap about the lore of some segment on NXT. Disagree. Anyway, so... Paul goes to speak... Uh, Heyman goes to speak to Triple H. What? <laughs> uh, second Paul. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Heyman then basically measures the temperature in the room and, you know, the vibe and the moods and he's Triple H is looking pissed. Yeah, Looks like he's about... Uh, He's so pissed off that it looks like he's about to kick some mid-carder in the balls <laughs> and take his career alongside it. He's <laughs> so
1: stressed. He's going to go, I'm gonna have to drop some pedigrees here. Like, uh, oh so my God,
2: who's out there? Wade Barrett? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not, <laughs> t- it's not uh, 2010 anymore. I'll kick him in the stones. Thank you very much. And he goes, All right, I'll give it a week. Um, I'll give it a week. Now's not the time to talk. Uh, obviously, you're not in the best place for this. So I'll, I'll come back to you in a week. Uh, Mr. Triple H. But I must say that when I come back next week, I won't be coming along. Uh, I won't be coming alone. I'm bringing with me my tribal chief, comma, Roman Reigns. Oh, my God. Oh, so, thank you so much for the clarification. I, I agree. Oh my God. Shut up, man. Thank you so much for the clarification. How was I to know who you're referring to <laughs> by saying my tribal chief, which itself's pretty... Exposition. You could just say, "I'll, oh, he'll, he'll come." He's worried Roman's but watching. He's scared. He wants. They have yeah. to. Sp- it's like you want know to they say they have to spell it out for you. Yeah. It's like spelling the word "the." <laughs> it's like it's even worse than spelling it out for you. I'll be bringing my ch- tribal chief, Roman Reigns. Oh my god, it's the worst ever. This isn't that bad because guess what? The Killers in the Jungle could be like. I've got a feeling that I'm going to watch The Killers in the Jungle because it's the best name ever, yeah. and just be like fawning at the feet yeah. of their megastar charisma and auras. Do we get a hint of, here's how I think it's all going to go, right? Okay, we'll talk about, you know, the elimination qualifiers or whatever subsequently. So the story here is, clearly, they've realized, now we need Rock and Roman to be as a unanimous a choice as possible, so let's delay that a year. Yep. Let's completely retcon the story of the bloodline where it was always hinted that the rock was it, is it fair to say that was the story or did people just project that story onto the bloodline because there were rumours that the rock wanted to work Roman at some point. Projected it, projected it. It was, I guess what you could have done because Roman, it was weird with the bloodline
1: because Roman at first I so, I suppose, was, was given the lay by, uh, the Samoans. I think it was at like clash champions when he first came out with like no top of the month yeah, room, yeah, and a Yeah. Yeah. So he was kind of endorsed as the head of the table. The best one. And then the power went to his head. So then people started projecting, uh, like if the Samoans would have known, if the forefathers would have known they wouldn't have like anointed Roman the best one, like they need the rock and the rock would one day swoop in. And Well, he probably would lose, but he'd attempt to save the day yeah. and save the, the heritage of this, what did they call it? The Samoan blood bond that was formed at the top of that family tree. That was in people's heads, how all of this would it's have It's all wandered, a bit you know? headcanon. It's yeah. all a bit headcanon. I suppose, suppose by yeah.
2: default as well, by calling himself the tribal chief yeah. and the head of the dynasty of which The Rock is in, that mm-hmm. you were asked to make those connections yes. anyway. Um, so obviously the idea is that if they haven't retconned it, which the, I don't think there's much to retcon here, if I'm being perfectly honest, but either way, that was going to be the idea. They were going to have the match, but it's not happening for reasons we've talked about and we've unpicked this riddle or tried to quite a few ta- times. So I think the idea is right. We need everyone to be on board with it. Otherwise, we're stepping on our own dicks. Um, so let's put together this uh, two-man power trip, dot, 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 but good. Uh, Killers in the Jungle. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. Killers in I love it. Walk. It's, it's R-A-W-K. Honestly, it's is a name alone... It makes us want to go, oh. <laughs> but um, the idea being that they will probably fall out. They'll all they'll be like maybe they'll start tacking each other in in the WrestleMania tag match. Yeah, I'm getting somewhere with SmackDown. There's still us. an ego war
1: between these two men. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes, it
2: is. So maybe at WrestleMania they'll start tagging each other in, and they'll look at each other like, I'm fairly certain I've got this. I mean, it's just Seth Rollins. <laughs>
1: They would both do that. Roman's already done it. Know, like, they
2: would both do that as a shoot. Yeah. No trouble. So that's. Did, and I, did I look in bother? And I'm assuming that at the end of night one, they'll have lost. Yeah. And the idea is who's at fault? They each blame the other. It's maybe left ambiguous about whether they're going to fall out then and then Rock can maybe interfere in night two and whatever. So what I'm saying is is tonight total united front? A hint of. No, there's still some real alpha jostling for position in the top dog spot here. Or is it proper, the two coolest lads in WWE are mates and the killers in the jungle rule?
1: Well, I think for the best possible segment, it should be a little bit of both. However... Right, The Rock. The Rock uh, came back in Vegas and I genuinely think I'm going to give The Rock the benefit of the doubt because we spent a week... Kind of hating him, actually. Oh because Nicholas. of uh, still real to him, damn it. He uh <laughs> think, <yeah>. He destroyed <laughs> He destroyed that Cody thing for like a week and then uh, what like to give the Rock the benefit of the doubt prior to the Cody thing because, like you made this point I think it was the ginder promo baby, I don't like, think any of this needs triple H just to tie oh, it back to the yeah, intro. Yeah. Right. <laughs> How many times have we said that in the last 25 years? Like uh, a- there A lot <laughs> When The Rock... Uh, came back against gender i think the point you made was like a lot of it was rubbish he looked blown up cutting his own promo but there's that magic there's that spark which is like all oh, right you can have you can have this one again but yeah. i'll give you that free pass i remember thinking this about punk in 2013 i wanted him at that main event so much and then i would hear triple threat pitch and i was like sorry punk mate i want it just as much as you and then also it's the rock and john cena too i i get it yeah. i wish i didn't i wish i didn't but i do with the rock here when he when this is seemingly converted into this tag match singles match night one night two thing I was thinking great. One of the reasons we're all of the rock, as opposed to Triple H in two thousand three, because he's like, entertaining. He was a guy that was would. What- Pop your tits off, yeah, and he was then, entertaining? And then do the job for the hurricane, yeah. Who then Triple H would pedigree a few weeks later, yeah. You know what I mean? He would like he would he would put Goldberg over in Goldberg's debut before Triple H buried him across the summer. There was the contrast. It was like there is a man who is completely secure in his position because he knows how good he is and will do business when it's necessary. In contrast,
2: to Triple H who does none. It was so funny the contrast between Hollywood Rock, actual I'm in Hollywood and I'm going to make it and I'm just at the peak of my comedic powers, like. Yeah. His Toronto stuff and that manipulation was a million times funnier than um the things Willborn likes about The Rock. Like, hey, 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 hey. Hey, 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 You alright. The chicken nuggets. Did he like the chicken nuggets, Willborn?
1: Uh, I think he kind of did that like guilty laugh for head. He loves it, he loves it, he loves it.
2: Um the actual Toronto do run my mouth all over your candy ass. I mean, that's just absolute magnificence from Dwayne. His favourite... Wilborn's favourite rock bit ever is to when the Lakers beat the Kings. Is it? But oh, I mean, right, okay. like he's laughing halfway through it because he knows the heat
1: he's going to get. i yeah, okay. I'm
2: sorry, Wilborn. I'm sorry, Wilborn. That was What rocks- I'm getting at is that... I'm just, this is a side rant. And the first of many... On, or the third of many on this podcast about how much Triple H, Triple H sucks is that the one year where Triple H decides to sort of, like, visually take on that 86 flay yeah. thing with the big gold belt and the shades and the suits and all the rest of it. And it's like, you're trying to look big time. Look at look at Dwayne. Yeah, He's better than you at everything.
1: Yeah. It was, well, that contrast and that era of rock was the last time we had him as a full timer in any capacity. And it was that era that defined one of his key characteristics over virtually anyone that's ever been at his level was kind of how selfless he was, how he had that business brain. It was like, because he was so secure in himself, he could come back, he could lose, he could make fun of himself. Even as The Rock, he could mock himself a little bit. The Cena program you knew ultimately was going to go Cena's way, and it did massive money, so you like, The Rock was right, his instincts were pretty good. And then this Cody thing happens, and that got thrown away for a week, didn't it? That was, ah, oh, now even The Rock has ascended to that point where all these wrestlers do, where they're so protective over this aura that they've established that, no, nope, sorry, not anymore. I'm pulling the ladder up. And then in Vegas, he seems to pivot. But, and I think this was so key, I believe The Rock was pivoting for the good of all this. He's in this now. Like, how do we performs benefits him? And he spotted that and he thought, it's not gonna perform as well. I've read the room. The Rock has continued to read the room as it relates to his wrestling fans. I can't speak to his other interests which seem to have all gone wrong one after another after another but within wrestling he read the room he kept wrestling as his safe space and did the right thing for this Wrestlemania build with one exception that I don't think he could have accounted for when he was stood next to Roman Reigns Roman just looked like it was him and John Cena in 2017 all over again Roman was minimised by that thing how tonight do they do everything you described where they've got to appear together the killers in the jungle the killers in the jungle there's got to be a little tease that all right, man, out of the way. It's my bit now. And Roman Reigns is the one to reduce rock in size and remind him that it's, like... I was going to say it's my yard now because he took that from the dead man. But I, like, all joking aside, when this is said and done, I'm still the head of the table. Like, And he has to do that in a very real way because yeah. I think it was... Everybody noticed that. Everybody noticed that. And you can't put all the work into Roman mm-hmm. and then, like, just accept that he's minimised by the... You've got to... You've got to preserve the work of Roman Reigns as this all-conquering, yeah. godlike figure. Roman Reigns in the ring often looks as big as that ridiculous augmented reality graphic of him. Him in a tracksuit is one yes. of the sexiest images. And then The Rock stands next to him, and he's just just Roman.
2: Uh, I yes, think, I think they can do it. I think they can do it. Um, if you look at Roman, he was completely auraless for years. Mm-hmm. Is that sort of transparently pushed top guy. Yeah. He had Neora. Right. He had presence, but he had... No one really bought him as the guy. That was the problem. Could that be the dig? Could Rock say, like, at one point, oh, I
1: held your arm aloft in Philadelphia before?
2: Yeah, maybe. We'll do, we'll do it again at WrestleMania. Maybe, yeah. Like, he wants
1: you to remember yeah. that you were nothing in a flak jacket, sort of thing.
2: Ultimately, I'll wait for it... I'll wait for the evidence to reveal itself. I'm not necessarily, like... You know, I'd love any excuse to... To to bury WWE mm-hmm. and all the rest of it, but I'm um, joking. I don't, I think Roman Reigns is he's obviously he's not the Rock, but no one is. But the Rock, he had a tendency to blow people away. He was working with so sometimes it was a joke who worked alongside him in yeah. ww in the WWF days. It's like Bulldog working the Rock, uh-huh. like Billy Gunn working the Rock. It's like he made people look like nothing. Yeah, but he could like Austin and the Rock level like mm-hmm. at times even that like a Triple H did mm-hmm. Roman has leveled up in terms of his aura and his presence and his ability to convey it I think he could do one more level up do you think he wants I don't think he looked that overshadowed personally I'd love it if there was an element of that in the detail of the build where like Roman casually it's like not the killer and the filler in the jungle it's the killers in the jungle and it's such a good name you should
1: casually mention it at some point I feel like Wilborn about this killers in the jungle stuff. So. it's great I love, to, I love to see this enthusiasm about his new film. it is Oh God! It is, isn't it? Yeah, Kill, uh, be. Killers in the Jungle it's not starring. To be,
2: but it will be. Yeah. yeah, all right, all right, starring Dwayne the Rock Johnson and, be, and be, Joseph and I. <laughs> <laughs> and then they can just do an adaptation of this cool they new watch WWE watch thing. Oh, right. that's it. It'll be seasoned in the discourse
1: with the phrasing for when the we, the trailer drops when you go and see Iron Claw anything something like. Oh, come at the same yeah. time, is that I, I'd like a detail at some point, again, it doesn't have to be in this segment, but we're kind of building all of this up because who knows how many segments they'll work. That's going to be a joke that Cody and Seth should tell, that we'll never here. Like, we'd, we'd welcome them answering us back, but the last time they turned up on Raw was the, you know, like, yeah. the, that should be part of the build, I think. Um Roman just casually mentioned at some point, whenever The Rock's ready, you can acknowledge me if you want, and, like, the disgust, The Rock should briefly, that should flash across the Rock's face for, like... Yeah, 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 on a, on a business. Yeah, yeah, on a business. Definitely. Can you imagine the like? Maybe that's what happens when Roman turns on him. Like, drags his hand up, puts his finger, up, forces his arm up in the air like that, and he's like rocks, like unconscious, and he just makes him do that. I like that. Can't decide if you're looking at me with disgust or excitement. There, it's always both. I, I kind of drifted, but no, I do like that. I do like that. I do like that. I'm gonna bring you right back in. Don't worry. It's Killers in the Jungle talk. It's Miz versus Logan Paul. It's over there, And now it's Miz versus Logan Paul. (laughs) Elimination Chamber qualifiers on SmackDown tonight for the men's and women's matches. There have been some changes, which we will get to later on. But yes, let's start with that one. United States champion, Logan.
0: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com
1: Paul takes on his old nemesis the Miz, a SummerSlam rematch. Live tonight on SmackDown. Um, there's only one winner here, sure well, there's two, because me too. But there's only one winner of the match and that's United States champion Logan Paul, right? You're not beating a
2: title holder in an Elimination Chamber qualifier. So the idea here is that LA Knight is going to find himself in the match, yeah, in Elimination Chamber. Qualified, yeah. And they're going to tell that story within the Elimination Chamber match. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, nope. It's weird. Like, they need the star power for this Elimination Chamber show. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Like, you talk about these big successes that WWE has, and they do um, huge ones, realistically, like, Cody, Roman continuing to be Roman, uh, Gunther, uh, Rhea Ripley, but uh, you look at what a show looks like without Roman in a stadium, and you're like, ooh, how how big are these stars really? Like, how big are these stars really? And maybe you need a Logan Paul in that match? I think so. Uh, It's... this match is going to be terrible because it involves the Miz. And I can confidently state that because 95% of the time he's been terrible. And if you were, if I'd sit down any reasonable WWE fan slash um, whatever, observer, I'd say give us 10 great Miz matches and he couldn't do it. And he's probably worked about 5,000 because he's been there for about 19 years, 18, 19 years. He couldn't name me more than 10.
1: No, you couldn't. I'd I'd like to spend half an hour with it. It's time to
0: play, time to play the game!
2: Time to play, time to play the game! Ha 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 ha! Name me 10 classic mismatches. Well, I like 10 pretty... 10 great. Not that yeah. pretty good. If you're in it for 18 years and you've been pushed as much as you have been... And you have the attitude that he sometimes has had yeah. about the superiority complex. Right. Yeah. Ten great mismatches. There's no excuse. You've been in an 18 year. Uh, Dolph is the one. I would say that Basically, was great. That's the one. That's the great one. Um,
1: that's the rock. I really enjoyed... Uh, one of the killers in the jungle. Am I allowed to count uh, multi-mans and tags that he's in or has it got to be made singles matches?
2: Oh, uh, Tags? You can have an all-time great tag match. Of course you can. I really enjoyed... I mean, the he can't, but you, the, you
1: can. remember when uh, it, was like, it was 50 guys versus a shield, uh, and Roman Reigns got injured and couldn't work it, and Kurt Angle was in it, and they put Braun Strowman in a big That's not ring. great. It was great. It was fun. It was really good. It's not great. Great would be Ziggler.
2: Uh, great would be... That's not great. What that. There was that? There was a Seth one on the show after WrestleMania 34, I think. You know, when it was Seth, Balor, Miz, yeah, and then it was Seth, Miz on the pay-per-view after, it was like a four. He it was, was a four. It was in the four-way with In and Owens. People loved. That was pretty great. That was great. Mm-hmm. But singles. That Seth, Miz one was like, it's the Miz effect. It's that Miz slash Natalia effect. Yeah. Where they do something pretty damn good once in like five, sometimes even ten years. And it's mm-hmm. like, don't sleep on them. They've so been putting us to sleep for 10 years. It's rather easy to do that. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. would say that Miz versus Seth, four and a quarter, if you actually take into account the drama they generated, crowd heat, like how technically good and exciting the action was, you have I would say you're probably going to think about 80% of Dynamite matches are better.
1: Oh, yeah. But it's just because it's the Miz. I love this. I feel like we're laying out a challenge to the engagement accounts. Thread 10 great Miz matches, great,
2: and let. Like- no, because they'll say that it was cooking in. Like when he was a face with Ric Flair.
1: My God, you've just been part of the absolute dirt worst period. And I like the Miz. But that's a, like a dirt worst period of a bang average career. Yes. You just found it straight away. Count to that on the X the thread. I want to see them with the cry laugh emojis. How can they say I them don't the rubbish cry laugh emojis? I want
2: the 10 matches. I don't, you don't want to get them involved in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Tag us. But People love the Miz. Don't bother, man. Don't summon that evil into the world. So Logan Paul wins. A pretty bad match. But you know what? The thing about The Miz is that some of these pretty bad matches are loud. Yeah. That's what I like about The Miz. He is a bit of a star. Yeah. He's got showmanship. I welcome... Yeah,
1: I welcome The Miz either in a storyline I'm into or wrestling other people I'm into. It's really his... Like, interactions that I'm not fussed about but tends to be if he's like, if there's other wrestlers that are near him, I might be into them. Which brings me to, Sitch, uh, the other elimination chamber qualifier. It's Dominic Mysterio versus Kevin Owens and why I link those two things together... Yeah, it's because obviously Dominic and JD McDonough have been getting pied off by R-Truth. Got the awesome truth link. Miz wasn't there for R-Truth when he was getting decked by the Judgment Day on Raw. Could they follow up on that as part of this qualifier? Or is it just kept simple, stupid, and Kevin Owens just beats Dominic with ease? Um... because he wants Logan Paul too, that's a... Right now, at least, that's a motivation for him to get in the chamber because he can't get back to Logan Paul after getting screwed Yeah, the-
2: I guess, I guess. Um... They could just continue the storyline on Raw, I suppose. There's plenty of weeks left, and Triple H is never in any hurry. No, he's not. If he can delay it a few days and do it on Raw, it's absolutely tits tits, There's one thing, capital, capital capital thing you told
1: me it's that, like, the best cooking takes time. Uh, not necessarily. I mean, I agree wholeheartedly with that. 20 minutes for some oven chips is all I want, but like, you, you, just need told me that you need to, like, put meat on mm, for frigging hours. Depends on what, what you want. What's the shortest time it would take for you to cook, a, like, a great meat. Mm-hmm. Pick your meat, I don't know. Six minutes. What? Five minutes. Six minutes. What meat? What's that?
2: Like a really good steak.
1: Ah, oh, because yeah, of course. Because it takes. Would you do that at home? Would you take like five minutes on a steak? No, I, often, I often do. I never even thought about it like that. I'm imagining sort of like Christmas dinner things where you have to put the meat. Like I don't know what people do, but they keep it in the oven for ages. And, well, and I do to like it basically. I
2: do like a nice. I like a beef bourguignon. Excuse me. Beef bourguignon.
1: Red wine beef. Thank you. Yeah. Frank LaBeouf yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. What's that then?
2: Right, in terms it's, of cooking, it's basically, cooking, it's like... You pour the wine over the beef and it cooks in it. After, like, you know, you put your onion and celery and right. all that kind and garlic and stuff like that. But like, the whole point is you take a fatty cut of meat. Yeah. And then you gently break down those proteins in
1: it. On the classic office episode, Dinner Party, I was always led to believe that when Michael's dipping his... Uh this is why you're an idiot. In the red wine was like a disgusting act. Is that not I'm not saying that like wine is a dippy egg for beef here. I'm just saying do those things actually complement each other? It's just the act of him doing it like that is a little bit gross at the dinner table.
2: Yes, because you meant to cook it down and develop the flavours.
1: That's so there's a science to why you would put the beef with the wine and if him he's doing
2: that I think that's a joke, is that yeah. he's yeah,
1: but it's not that wild. It wouldn't be as wild to say white. No, white. it's wild. It's wild. Still wild. Trying to think of like an analogy for. Not giving you a pass
0: to dip a glass
1: of I would never do that. I would never have a glass of wine. Yeah. Well, not like wine. I, right. I don't dislike wine, but it serves no purpose in my life. I don't have a sophisticated palate for it. I don't know what pairs well with something else. I don't drink in the house. So like, I never. If I'm having alcohol, it's only in a bar, and it feels yeah. like a waste of money because I wouldn't appreciate it. It like it just doesn't. I, don't, I, like, I, like I have no need for it. I, I, like, like, well,
2: I like wine with uh,
1: a meal out. Don't really drink it in the house. Yeah. I think it's a slippery slope. Well, it's, it seems easier to get into as an evening drink, doesn't it's it? It's like,
2: bang, <laughs> <laughs> There's
1: a the bottle gone in there.
2: Yeah. No, The flavour's like, it's fine. I'd like Everyone I know who drinks wine drinks a lot of wine. Yeah. Like, a lot of wine. Like, are you sure you should be drinking that much wine? <laughs> like, I know people who drink wine. I'm like, fuck the hell, I drink that much wine? Bottle of night. Nice. At least with, like, a cocktail, which I sometimes do a couple of nights a week. Yeah, It's like... The, it takes a little while to prep. You cannot be having, like, a wine amount of cocktail mm. because it's like, gee, I can't be harsed after a while. With lager and beer, surely it would just sit on you. That's it, yeah. But with, like, with wine, the people I know who drink it hammer it. Yeah, it's it's just, again, like in the house,
1: Like I drink quite a lot of Vimto Zero, so that's like a rosé in a way. Uh, and, yeah, it's more expensive in pubs and pints, and there's less of it. I'm a quantity guy. You are a quantity like you guy. you can't buy a pint of wine, it would cost you a fortune. You're buying a bottle, basically. Yeah. Like, I want a pint, because there's more. Trebles. Yes. Wine, you get we used to get gin and vodka from the offy.
2: Mm. It's of just a different breed, man. It's a Magnum's, man, what can I say? Oh, God.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: I'd reduce it like that, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> A lady from Rada, I saw so being classes against the Northeast, that pissed everybody off. Like that. I, don't, I don't think she really cares. She just named it like Northeast. Yeah. it's like fueled by the new series of Netflix documentary on Twitter, and we're raging about it. Like
2: I don't think it was a target attack. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know what? The dynamic of Kevin Owens and Dominic Mysterio. Yeah, I, I'm not not into that. Mm. Got someone who's got you got someone who's really, really hard, and in this babyface role, just like quite noble and honorable. Yeah. Got a good set of values as Kevin Owens. He's got no tolerance. In fact, the low, he, Kevin Owens has got a lower tolerance for WWE in the stupid way in which it operates than me, and that is his character on television yes. time and time again. It's like, why is this happening? Why is this person behaving like that, allowed to behave like that? Why does this keep happening? Why does this trope keep... He hates WWE tropes more than me. (laughs) And he's got a completely... A lower tolerance for WWE's bollocks than me, right? And who kind of epitomizes that bollocks and is most obnoxious, and you can imagine he's got no time for whatsoever. To great effect, mind you, Dominic Mysterio. I I don't think this is going to be that great. I think you could develop something with those two characters, maybe not in this promotion on, like, PLE level, where it's, like, a murder. Yeah. And it would be awesome. Like, this this has to be a murder to work, mm. and you don't see those kinds of, like, slaughters in a WWE TV match, which is all a pity.
1: Like, if Dominic had picked up a couple of banana skin wins, and then Kevin Owens just absolutely decimates in an old-school scene just weapons
2: match. He yeah. cannot deal with it, yeah. and is just... He's raging. Absolutely yeah. apoplectic. I don't think... um yeah, I think Kevin Owens
1: probably wins here. Dominic, so in the other timeline where you were going to get Dominic Mysterio and Brock Lesnar at Elimination Chamber, that theoretically just rules Dominic out of it now. There is a way in which Dominic wins tonight if he is going to win, and this is a little bit of that Triple H thing that I love and you hate, which is that characters have, like, one little backstage interaction with each other, they don't like each other, but then you know that they're maybe not on terms, and then that's there for you to, oh, we're going to do this. And then when it actually happens on TV in three weeks, you feel like you're really clever and that you've just like you've sort of solved the puzzle yourself. There's to a be little fair, bit Dom loses all the time. Yeah. You might have overthought this. No, there's a little bit of dissension, a little bit, between Kevin Owens and uh, Lagarde del Fantasma, the reformed Santos Escobar unit. And for a while, myself and Wilbur on this podcast have been speculating, obviously because Santos and Ray has been the long plan and Santos was... Like in K favor, the reason that Ray Mysterio is out with his knee injury, this could be a nice way to start bringing that together for WrestleMania, because I think Ray will probably want to put Santos over at WrestleMania if they're having a singles or if they're doing a, a tag, maybe Santos and Dominic have had a little bit of yeah, Deadbeat, beat dead and air so that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. This could be a bit of that, and then could Dominic, bridge it could act as a bridge. Dominic sort of squeezes his way into the chamber, and Owens is out for revenge, and as part of that, that opens the door
2: for Ray to return. And I think one of the reasons why I hate WWE so much. Well, I don't hate it. Why I don't rate it very much is that I'm coming to this studio. I have a great time with my pals, right? Mm. But you know, I waste a lot of energy and time and words, and effort talking about these things. And what ordinarily happens, yeah, is that I'll see a 2.5 star match. That's right. In nine minutes, mutilated by an advert break, and then it just ends. And. It's 90% certain that that's what's going to happen with this. Oh, by the way, there'll be no crowd heat. Well. Nothing for me to go, oh, I'm into this. It's weird. Everyone's going bonkers. Hmm. Love this. So oh. I might have wasted 10 minutes of my life here. That's uh, 10 minutes I could.
1: Dominic Mysterio helped turn around DIY's fortunes on Raw. The first overmatch they had on Raw was against Dominic and JD McDonough. Right, but, uh, yeah.
2: proper baddies. Dominic, 50% of the time, is really effective. Yeah. 50% of the other time...
1: The other day,
2: <laughs> he is just mechanically poor, and it is just a bit boring.
1: Can we talk about a wrestler that I think you are prepared right now at least to wave the flag for a little bit, and especially because our uh, erstwhile colleague Adam Wilborn would like us to spend some time on this um would he I hmm? oh, would one of the elimination gym, what he thinks one of the elimination <laughs> chamber qualifiers tonight I don't care what he thinks, what.
2: he's been mugging me off <laughs> Oh, Wilborn? I disagree. i want We're these, doing them favours now, haven't I? You
1: know it? those, um, Nicholas, you know those podcast clips that are like uh, sort of cut for TikTok yeah. and the subtitles are going across the bottom? Like, Sidgwick on Wilborn. I don't care what he thinks. And then just like cut in Wilborn with a short face. Like, what's going on over there on the What Culture Podcast? <laughs> Follow us on TikTok. <laughs>
2: the same face he's got all his time. <laughs> Disapproval. I don't care what you think. Disagree. Such a miserable bastard.
1: Uh, Alba Fire replacing the injured Shotty Blackheart. She got injured on ah, yeah. uh, NXT, which we've not yet seen, and we might not see. Quite honestly, it was on the taped one for next week because some of the NXT crew and Perth for Elimination Chamber. So she's out. Alba Fire is in. Alba Fire. This got to do with Philborn. Is taking on Tiffany Stratton in an Elimination Chamber qualifier. It's a big night for her. We've backed her for a long time on NXT.
2: I've had to listen to all that endless will she get promoted talk. Well, she has. And it's now she has, happened. so I don't have to hear anymore. She's got the prettiest moonsault ever. She's got a lot of, like,
1: that sort of offence that is quite dazzling. And I think quite welcome in this division. We've said before, it's always more about the booking than the talent in WWE. There's enough on this roster that you could be doing so much more with. But nonetheless, she's potentially a fantastic division. I think, if nothing else, she invites, like, a bit of an injection of creativity.
2: Yeah, I a guess. A character like Tiffany Stratton. I guess it's how much they'll use this character. There's something about SmackDown in particular, and maybe I'm leaning too heavily on the example of Cameron Grimes, where I know just a place where fun NXT goes to die a little bit, SmackDown.
1: Yeah, I could see that a little bit. Um, we're still waiting for a lot of their... You know when it used to be the sort of a NXT class of 2014 or 2015, that was defined by just some of the best wrestlers in the world that Triple H had plucked yeah. and put them in the system and kept them enough like themselves. That yeah. It's like, oh, my God, so, like... Neville is going to fit in WWE. Sami Zayn's going to fit in WWE. Yeah. And then they go to main Russell and they don't. This is a different kind of graduating class, isn't it? Yeah. Like you've got some interesting wrestlers, but it's as much about what the hell is that character going to look like? Blown up to They're like, pretty deadly. they fared pretty well. They've not had to betray anything. Yeah. They're losing a lot, but they've not had to betray anything. About she, was like about. she got
2: almost in the ring. didn't get, out expect vignettes.
1: And her and Naomi, it was proper. It was sexism is what it was. Like her and Naomi return slash debut in the Rumble. Where are they going to sign? We're still on the breaker right? Who wants me the most? I'm kicking AS. The women had like a scrappy pull apart in a locker room after Tiffany Stratton came out of a door having it already signed. Yeah, and they were just back. Yeah, most normalised thing. Good. Now they're just in the mix now.
2: Yeah. Um, I I would give a vignette that like that character was really over, very one dimensional and silly, but like really quite over and you know a standout. So Stratton. Who's wrestling here? Alba uh, Fire. Alba Fire. She's she would have she
1: beaten Shotty. So and
2: she's going over here, yeah. obviously. So she'll go over, that's fine, but will she get over? That's the question. <laughs> it's always a question. It's always a question. Um, I, I just feel like it's a little bit, I can see her becoming part of the furniture. Mm. She's not getting that. As he said, she's not getting that. Oh, God, it is imperative that I sign her. No, I'm Nick Aldis. I want to sign a. Really not getting that. It's telling that you're not getting that. Almost in the ring last week. Um, chambers, something
1: like the first chambers.
2: PLE. She's
1: like, and she's basically she put could in do the a man.
2: prettiest moonsault ever off a pod.
1: Oh, she could and probably will because that's that's that big moment, isn't it? Where like
2: she's probably not going to win it. Loads so. more space now, isn't there? Yeah, it's actually. She's so not going to get <laughs> it's for the purpose of wrestlers wrestling. It's it? Rid- it used to be ridiculous, like Van Dam. Not being able to rotate, so just kneeing, Triple H in the throat. Those bumps when they were like crumbling on them because it was so tentative and understandably so. Yeah, and um, all in favour of the new chamber, or Same. Uh, yeah, yeah, she could do seven could, years old now. That chamber, she could do PM. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost, I've lost sense of time. I, know. I have lost complete sense of time. You know what I was thinking, right? It's just yeah. an aside because it's way more interesting to yeah, yeah. Than, a, uh, than a WWE television match. Well. I, you know how this, like, I've lost my concept of time and when things happen and how things happened that long ago. It's like, was it that long ago? Is that something that just comes with age? Is that something that has always happened? But like I don't...
1: It's math. It's math. There's more years behind you, so your brain's got to, like, box off some of the stuff. It's got to minimise a lot yeah. more of the stuff into just, like, smaller memories over that longer period of time. When you're 10, you've only got those 10 years, haven't you? So everything feels so much bigger.
2: I'm interested in this phenomenon, so if anyone who's, like, you know, good at, like, science... No, I've got, like, my wife's like a doctor. Your doc- wife's a
1: shoot doctor. She's
2: a doctor of science, yes. But not an idiot on a podcast doctor. She's so a This real is more, doctor. like, chemistry and stuff like that. This yeah. is more Debris. physics,
1: philosophy, I guess. Philosophy. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, it, we're not philosophy, because there'll be a scientific element about how the brain processes the information. Yeah. Right?
2: I just want to know, like, but the point I was about to make is, do you think X in the circular discourse has anything to do with this? Where because everything gets repeated, and we would, well, I wasn't people were talking about whether Kurt Angle's ever had a five-star match on Twitter all week. Oh, yeah. And I think I'm I think I'm losing my mind on it. I need to get rid of it. But I'm thinking, does that, do you think, affect your perception of time? Because I've, I'm almost certain, because like five years ago, that was deep, that was post six stars in the Tokyo Dome because that was 2017. That's when it really, like, star ratings have always been a bone of contention. That's when it became really massive. January 4th, 2017. hmm um, the countdown clock to the end of the world. Yeah. Like, for s- seven, seven, mm. <laughs> seven years, star ratings and Kurt Angle never got one and, but maybe that's had something to do with it. I mean, Just getting philosophical, philosophical over here. You're exposed to Smackdown
1: preview. You're exposed to new people realising old things for the first time. In a, it's, a, it's
2: the same people talking about the same well, stuff. Well, that's
1: part, of the, yeah, I guess so. I do think that access to everything has normalized all of it. There was a time when, What does that mean? Well, so when you and I were growing up and it comes to, I'm only speaking in wrestling terms here, by the way, when you and I were growing up and we would read about certain matches. Yes. The mere idea of one day getting to see them was an impossibility, unless you're able to track it down from a tape trader or whatever. And I include even some like, even WWE, the market leader, and they were really good at getting their stuff out. You there. love saying that, don't you? Well, because they lead the market. The they were really good at getting their stuff out there, but... Who would said WWE? You couldn't have had everything. I know who it is. <laughs> you couldn't have had everything, is what You're I'm saying. You're
2: talking like
1: one of the writers Hang now. Hang on, let me finish. Right? They, it was imperative for them, as part of asserting their dominance, the World Wrestling Federation, that was like, right, we're going to get every bit of footage out there. You and I would have had the same fan journey. You watch one show for the first time, and then you kind of work backwards to catch yourself back up to your present day. And I'm assuming most fans had that experience until the dawning of the network and of X and of this current generation YouTube. of- YouTube. YouTube, and fans that can just come in at whatever point and then pick and choose whatever. Their discovery is so different. So I want to believe that when, you know that whole thing, people just log on and say stuff. Yes. Like, I want to believe that more people are earnest than that meme suggests. So when somebody in your mind has just logged on and said stuff because they've just posted, I do friggin frigging know. A John Cena-Randy Orton match from 2009, of which we saw 300 of them, and said- man, now that was a finish right there. And it's like uh, a reverse an RKO yeah, or something like that. They've genuinely just discovered it that day in the same way that we might be exposed to some like 80s All Japan. Like, I genuinely haven't seen that. And oh my God, that's just blown me away. Yeah, That's happening now with some of the content that we would consider to be some of the worst in wrestling history. Yes. Like we're about five years away from people going back and doing deep dives for the first time on the CWC era of NXT. And going, I don't. Guys, uh, guys, guys, we need to talk more about carrying Cross's first title reign. That's going to happen. Oh my God, no, what happened. And they're going to mean it. No, I saw that, they think it was like yeah. a pull apart. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like yeah. Braun Breaker, that was more of a here they were as security guards. Yeah, yeah. At some point, that's going to be earnestly appraised It's like things they were doing in that pandemic, man. Oh my God. Because somebody's going to find it for the first but time.
2: But people keep doing the. Well, it's now become something you don't do because too many people did it and then got the piss taken out of it. But I watched WWE television in 2008. Yes, that roster was stacked. (laughs) But the television was so bad. I still get them. Whenever I see a clip and it's got that silver WWE HD logo on the top left. WWE Uh, Live uh, too
1: far into the corner because of the way they... like the.
2: Yeah, and it's it's the WWE HD. That silver. Oh God, I know it's the worst. I know I'm about to watch the worst crap I've ever seen in my life (laughs) when I see that
1: say, like, strap in. It's all you've got. Yeah.
2: Uh, is that the end?
1: Just about. We've got Naomi versus Zelina Vega. Which way could that go? Who is this? Tony Khan? booking the SmackDown?
2: No, because there's two women's matches on it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: we both burned him. Imagine that. On a SmackDown preview. Imagine that. Naomi's Like, collision. We've it for three weeks now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Naomi, like, Zelina Vega. How many times do we have to go through this? What a personality she has. Mm-hmm. She's, uh, I hate the word because I'm 38 and I'm British. She's a savage on social media. And when she, remember when she used to do the, the watch-alongs? Mm-hmm. And she was just like absolutely ripping the piss out yeah. of her. She was <laughs> amazing. Yep. She's not a great wrestler. No. And and so this will not be a good wrestling match.
1: And again, I'd, like I've made this point with a number of different wrestlers, And it's, Naomi's going to win. Naomi's going to win. Obviously, winner, obviously loser. Like Zelina Vega, in particular, is one that I feel a bit sorry for that the system exists the way it does. Because, and this like applies to male and females. We've got it currently. I would say with like Robert Stone a little bit. <laughs> Where are my I, manners I with uh Robert Stone? Like we highlighted a couple of things in our NXT review, which is still available to you on whatculture dot YouTube channel, of how he's kind of quite a fun manager of Von Wagner. It's the but best. Is not. It's not necessary that you get in there and wrestle all that often. There are people that are managers and valets, and all there are roles. She was unbelievable as oh, a she was great. Like the Hurricane Rana.
2: Yeah, like the that magic Hurricane of, Rana on Gargano. A perfect example of when Rob. Yeah, than exactly. Him. She'll never. Well, maybe it'll all come together for it in the ring. For a while at least, she will never do anything even if it looks better technically than that, and then the timing of when to do that and her role in creating the drama of that match.
1: And I would say backlash against Rhea Ripley. Didn't matter that she was going to win or lose. It was the fact that she was getting the shot that night in front of a crowd that desperately wanted her to win and it was a night that she could be perceived as like a main eventer. There are there are absolutely like times and places for different wrestlers to shine in different spots, but then it's really hard after the fact yeah. to just slot into the roster and be expected to be taken as a winner she never enters a Royal Rumble and she goes to the trouble of making like incredible gear for it never enters a Royal Rumble and I'm sat there thinking Selena Vega's year yeah I know it's not not to be is it and yeah. she loses here to Naomi yeah come course. Naomi gets in the, the score, chamber does. and all that sort of stuff uh, that's the end and that's our lot Ah, uh, I know I know <laughs> but you see Sitch, you've got these Elimination Chamber qualifiers male yeah. and female you've got this possible Legado Fantasma thing yeah yeah You've got the kills in the jungle. I love the kills in the jungle, man. This has been the Smackdown preview where you've got all this and so much more. Having that. Uh, yeah, it's good, it is good. It's not bad. I but mean, it's total Alistair Green pills. Follow him on Twitter to find out where he steals his crack from. Yeah, completely 100% stolen part from Alistair Green. Uh, he's really good at it. Isn't he? he's uh, and if you want to follow us on X, you can do so at WhatCultureWDB. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at... <laughs> M-Sidgwick. <laughs> M-Sidgwick.
2: I want the followers.
1: You can follow me at... Michael Hamblet, you can follow our brilliant producer Adam and Nicholas at it's Adam Nicholas. Uh, there's nothing else on the feed today other than the news, so check out that if you want to. We'll be back on Monday for a review of SmackDown because World's Still Off, so you get to be on that as well. You can talk about the Killers in the Jungle, whatever they go. Yes, time. yeah, yeah. And until next time, we will see you soon.